Welcome back to the Delusional Diaries podcast episode two. I'm Hallie. And I'm Jazz. I want to clear a few things up from last episode. I'm so aware the audio was bad. I know I started off by saying it last episode, but we didn't have everything. It should be better now. I don't think it was that bad. Granted, I get it. Like you would want super clear audio, but I don't think it was that bad. Yeah, I don't think so either, but I don't like the comments. I'm trying really hard, but... Also, you act like though you take it so personally. I take it so, but personal. there's like there'll be like two comments. Every other comment's nice, and then she she can't help it. Like she literally like called me, and she's like, somebody commented on one of my videos. Like there was one singular comment that was like, your audio is not good. She's like, you need to respond to them and say explain what happened. I'm like, oh my god. I just take things really sensitively. Like yeah. you should not make those jokes with me. You are Courtney. Um. Anyway, uh, let's just get into. I want to. I wanted to talk about really quickly last night. Olive Garden. I think also we should talk about for our new listeners. Have we met? Just like a quick, simple intro because we have a lot of new listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, Thanks for sticking around. If you <laughs> hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, we met back in like almost a year, more than a year and a half ago, getting on two years now. Yes. Which is so crazy. Um, back. Yeah. We met at an event at a pregame. We were going to like a Steve Madden event and Eli had orchestrated it. She was like, oh, I said orchestrated sounded really condescending. Like it sounded rude. I didn't mean it like that. She invited all of us, I guess. Yeah. I, I Eli was my first like influencer friend because I was living in Colorado and I became mutuals with her. Like one of my first mutuals and we chatted. First person I ever hung out with when I moved to the city. And then she was like, oh, like, come to this event. Like, I'll introduce you to people. And I was like, okay, because I don't really have any friends. I was still working my corporate job. And then we met. And, like, I knew who you were, but I didn't, like. Like, yeah. Well, I I remember specifically that um, one, love Eli. I'd met her also and knew her before. Um, she's literally the sweetest. But I had seen one day, like, one of Jazz's videos on my For You page, and she was following me. And I click, and I'm like, oh, this girl, like, lives in New York, whatever. So I follow her back. And then I went I saw her at an event and I remember I was just like, oh, like she was the only person I recognized, even though we had never met before. As I was like walking through and I remember like putting my hand up to you like, hey, and you like walked right through me. I'm assuming you obviously just didn't see me. And I was like, oh, OK. And then I felt really awkward about it. Um, But then we met at Eli's um, or not. It was Carly's apartment, actually. But Eli had invited us and we went to this event and I remember. I was like always nervous because I was a good drinker, but I was like, oh, I don't know if other people are on my vibe of that because it's, you know, obviously brand events. Influencer events get fucking crazy. People get hammered. I mean, that's literally when you think about it, almost every event, the point is to just go get hammered because it's always open bar. It's always just random location, an open bar, and there's like props of products. And it's just everybody like it's just like going to a bar with a bunch of influencers like Typically. I mean, sometimes that's not the vibe and people just show up for a second and then like leave. But this specific event, Steve Madden went fucking crazy. It was like a... They had budget. They had budget. And they obviously open bar. There's like tattoos. There's everything. It was a huge event. And Jazz and I were on the same page about getting fucking hammered. I also want to say I get... I have a lot... My anxiety's gotten a lot better, but I had way bad anxiety at this point. Plus like imposter syndrome. I was like, I need to be able to like be tipsy to be around people because I just get nervous. Yeah. And no one, I always wanted things about myself. And I was like, oh my God, like I have someone to drink with. This is so fun. Yeah. And then we kind of had like a work relationship, I guess, where it was like, 
oh, let's go to events together. So yeah. we would go, we, would, we didn't hang out, but we would go to things together. And then it slowly transitioned to like after we were at an event together being like, oh, you want to go take photos here? You want to go whatever? And then now I just like, well, then we went to Europe together. Yeah, that was a bonding experience for sure. Which was odd because like we were, we were definitely friends. We were, we were, we were friends. friends. But we weren't like the best friends of all time. And then we went to Europe together. And then obviously we just got like super close because it was like a two week long European vacation with people I like barely knew. <laughs> yeah, no, that's we booked that like early on in the friendship. We were like, oh, whatever. Like, let's call it. Yeah. And then we obviously all had the best time. And then I just have it. Then we really started going out heavy. Me and Jazz like that fall, that, like all winter, whatever. So we just got like really fucking close from that. And now I just can't get rid of you. That's so true. Yeah. But yeah, we had a good time. We still have, we still have a good time, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yes, yesterday was my birthday. We went to Olive Garden. Yes. Love Olive Garden. You saw our pr- promo video. We, we love it there. Um, but I want to go there for my birthday and always have the best waitresses, waiters there every single time. Whenever we just pop in like on a random Tuesday. No, this night, I don't, this guy said he's worked there for 18 years. I don't know what was his vibe, but he was ruining my birthday. And like, let me just clarify. We were sober. Everyone was drinking Diet Cokes. Like, this wasn't like a drunk people showing up at a birthday. Like, this is a Sunday at 4.30, maybe 5 p.m. Like, Diet Cokes, like, we're just chilling. And he's just on a different vibe where he's just, like, really in... Well, one, he was like uh, first giving us shit because we had it was like nine people coming to this dinner and he's like, your entire party's not here. And I understand restaurants do that sometimes. And if it's super busy, I get it because it's like they're not going to waste a table on you if you're not if your whole party's not going to be there or come or like whatever. But I'm telling you guys, it was dead. Like there was there was nobody there. It's like, why could six of us not go sit while we're waiting for our other three friends to show up? It sucks when it's like New York too. Traffic is so unpredictable and people were just like running behind and like. I'm starving. It's my birthday. Yeah. But we like, we're like, okay, whatever. He like, he was giving us shit, but he like sat us anyway. Yeah. And then we're like, and that wasn't even what bothered me. Cause I, I totally get that. That's yeah. such a common thing. Like understandable. It was the fact that we all order our food. Our, the breadsticks come without my side of dipping sauce, which I always get. If you haven't tried it, try it. We're all, we're all three breadsticks in like just mouth is dry drinks no water <laughs> no no it's been 20 minutes he's nowhere to be found I'm like oh like this is really killing my vibe finally get the drinks then we order our food the food comes and he's like like can we get another salad please there's nine people and like there were he only brought one salad for nine people i have no idea what everyone ordered but he's like i have to charge you I'm like okay he's like well i'm not gonna charge you i was like okay and he's just not making any sense he wouldn't stop telling us like i'm supposed to charge you for this but i'm not gonna charge you like in explaining the whole like fucking salad thing and we're like we don't care charge us or don't stop stop like just he was in our faces like literally like Like, he's like this close and it was just uncomfortable because i'm we're in the middle of conversations and like of my birthday and he's just like popping in he forgets my cheese like the cheese on the salad which isn't a big deal but like it's just ruining my birthday vibe and i'm already like having it was already a day yesterday keith and we were being very nice to him this whole time we were just like oh my god yeah but what's funny is when um he forgot Jazz's, like, he would not come. And she asked, like, multiple times, like, hey, can I get some cheese on my salad? And he, like, wouldn't come. Then, because you got your pasta, he put, without her asking or anything. He didn't look at me, nothing. I just look over, like, is that my fucking plate? He put a literal mountain of cheese on to be, like, a dick. It was so, It was like, just, it was just, it ruined my vibe. 
Like it wasn't. It was because he wouldn't stop telling us like, and I think he, I think maybe his strategy was like, oh, I'm going to tell them I'm giving them all these things for like free so I can get a tip because then we were like, oh, it's Jazz's birthday. Like, um, can we get a piece of cake to sing her happy birthday? And then he kept telling us after like probably eight times like, I'm supposed to charge you for this, but I guess I won't. And we're like, you can charge us for it. It's not a big deal, but you just kept being in our face and interrupting conversations. And it was just, it was it made for a rough birthday dinner. Yeah. But it was just, just annoying because like, I always go there. And I always have such a great experience when you're there, your family, yeah. you know, but I did not feel like family. I felt like a, what's like a. Like a drunk uncle that keeps yes, coming yes, over. That's yes. what the energy he was. Oh, also, I didn't even mention you guys. When I tell you all of our jaws were on the floor, he holds up the menu like it is a presentation like a powerpoint and he is pointing to every he starts reading us every single entree every single one and we're all like sitting there we're like what like i've never had this happen before at one point kian goes sir i'm so sorry what are what (laughs) What is the point of this what are we reading because like we're we're not like in a cunty way but in a genuinely confused way he's like oh this is the menu (laughs) like oh okay like <laughs> and then, oh, oh, and the best part, like he clearly was like upsetting Jazz. She was like, like, because he kept telling her about like the salad and that he was like giving it to her for free, but he should have been charging her and da 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 all this stuff. And then he just brings over a random plate of shrimp scampi and sets it next to Jazz, and she's like, oh, I don't think anyone ordered this. He's like, no, I give it to you for free. And we're like, what? Like no one wanted, nobody ate it, nobody touched it. It sat untouched. <laughs> Oh, is it? I'm like, nobody ate it, anything. It was just sitting there like an extra plate. I'm like, we already have so much food. He said, take it home, take it home. Take it home. Like, okay. I mean, like, but it's not like he asked like, hey, can I get you? Like, I literally feel like it was like maybe left on somebody's table and he just like brought it. And then everyone has their food. Like, we're pretty much wrapping up. Like, everyone's pretty much done eating. He brings over two more gigantic bowls of breadsticks. Like, actually at least 10 breadsticks in each. 20 breadsticks on this fucking table. Bare minimum. And like, we had already signed the check we're like he's like here more and he brings over like eight plates of like marinara and alfredo and whatever and i'm like what is happening like thank you so much for the free like i'm never gonna complain about that but also like it's just a waste at this point because nobody touched it it was so odd it was just a very odd experience but but we vibed um i want to talk about christmas because it's almost christmas and i Want to know, like, how you found out Santa wasn't real? Um, okay, I believed in Santa until I was probably, like, I don't know. I don't even know. Probably between the ages of, like, six to seven to eight, maybe. I don't think I was probably, I was probably younger than eight. But I remember I was always a very, like, witty, precocious kid. Uh, not to <laughs> suck my own dick. But um, my, like, I remember I opened a gift from Santa one year and it was a computer and I was like oh my god and then my uncle next gift is like Hallie this is from me here you go like open this now and he hands me it and it's a computer mouse and I think my family just thought I was too dumb to like piece together and I remember sitting there in my fucking head as I'm opening it and I'm like how did Uncle Chuck know to get me a computer mouse if Santa brought me the computer? And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And I remember in, I was in the Nash- National History Museum in D.C. that day, like the next day after Christmas. And I had been thinking about this for 24 hours at this point. And I'm just like, huh? So I asked my mom and I, I told her. And my mom tries making up some bullshit lie. She's like, 
Uh, Santa called Uncle Chuck and she he told her or he told him that, you know, to get you the mouse, whatever. And then I was like, that's not true. Like Santa did not do that. He doesn't have time to do that. And then uh, my mom was like, fine, you want to know the truth? Like, yeah, he's not real. Like, I bought you the computer. And I was like devastated. I was crying because I like didn't want to believe it. And then it just like reality hit me. And that, that's when my childhood was like gone, I feel. That like really not believing in Santa ruins the magic of Christmas. Like Christmas has never hit the same. That's so interesting to me because I never believed in Santa. Never once. <laughs> My mom, like, I feel like as soon as I was, like, old enough to, like, comprehend things, she was like, Santa's not real. Neither is the Easter Bunny. <laughs> oh like, she sucked all the fun out of everything. But honestly, it worked for me because, like, I like to be a cunt. And, and I pulled up to school like, hey, bitches, like, oh, you're you were, wrong. You were telling people? <laughs> not like, because I knew before I even went to school that he wasn't real. But I think that I, like, waited to, like, I can't fully... To my best of my memory, I waited and was like, hey, guys, like, I was the ruiner for a lot of people. Okay. My mom's thing was like, I don't want to lie to you. Yeah. I don't think it's like, I don't know. I I think Santa's like a fun thing. So I, because I, I, oh, no, I will say that. I I fully wish I had got to experience like believing in it and like leaving out cookies and elf on the shelf. I love that kind of stuff I see on TikTok now. I don't really think it's lying. Like, I feel like it's not of all parenting things. I feel like it's not that bad. I probably would do Santa if I had a kid. Like, I, I, I don't know if I would do elf on the shelf. But I would do Santa. But I, I had a ruiner at my school. Like, she came in, and her name was Tam- Tamara, I think. And she, on the bus, I remember, she was like, hey, everybody. Like, she literally made a public service announcement on the bus. She's like, because we were all talking about Santa. It was, like, right before break. She's like, Santa's not real. And I remember going home and told my mom. I was like, can you believe this bitch said this on the bus? My mom's like, oh, she's crazy. Like, absolutely not. That's not true at all. I was the Tamara of my <laughs> town, 100%. <laughs> it's a war. But I love knowing things people don't. Okay. Elf on the Shelf I do find very fun. When I was babysitting one year, I was, like, watching these kids for, like, a week. And I was working my full-time job. But I had meet three kids under five. Okay. Please imagine me. And I was probably 22 at the time. 22, three kids under five. Dur- not during holiday break during regular like school hour like i'm dropping these kids off at daycare i'm taking my meetings i'm exhausted okay and i had never watched them for this long at a time and when it's during christmas like the christmas month i don't know when elf of the shelf starts but i was doing this for the kids every night and one night i was exhausted after work and making dinner and grinding being a single mom who works two jobs and i slept through my alarm and one of the kids woke up first like the oldest one and she's like the elf did not move. <laughs> she's like she was she was so funny and i'm like she's like so sassy i'm like i have you're sleeping you're in a dream go back to bed oh my like goodness. this is not real i gaslit the fuck out of this kid and i like got up and i moved the thing i'm like wake up wake like, up the elf. oh my god the elf is right next to you that's so crazy like i gaslit that was like my first real experience with gaslighting that i can recall okay. i was like it was for a good cause, though. Like, yeah. You didn't want to ruin her Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It felt really bad. I think Elf on the Shelf is a very interesting concept because it's, like, very new. Like, we didn't have it as kids. Yeah. No, it's super... Past, like, maybe, like, eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, like, the next generation of kids. But I remember... I babysat kids as well. And I remember one time the the parents had, like, left the Elf on the Shelf pretty low. And their dog got it. Like, the dog got the Elf. And it, like, was fucking like whipping it around like a toy and the kids were like screaming traumatized and I was like oh my god because then also 
I like grabbed it or whatever out of the dog. They're like, you can't touch him. Cause like, that's the rule. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm sorry. What was I supposed to do? Let your dog shred it to pieces. You just witnessed your elf on the shelf being murdered. I know, but they like think he's real. So it's just like so funny and like, oh my God, I don't even know. Horrible. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would do elf on the shelf though for a kid. I feel like that's too much fucking work and I don't, it's like, it's a weird concept to me. I don't know. I feel like by the by the time you have a kid, there will be a new concept. Like maybe that will be like the new thing the new generation does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What's your favorite thing about Christmas? Um, it was yeah before I got my Christmas spirit stolen. Um, like just the decorating and the good vibes of all of it. Um, this year I'm not in the mood for that, but maybe next year I will be. Um, but I always love like going Christmas shopping and getting all this stuff and decorating. I always think that's cute. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Um, I feel like, well, usually I like, I feel like for some reason it's not even really a Christmas movie, but my family would always watch Love Actually, okay. which is, kind, I love it's kind movie. of weird though. Cause there's like literally like porn in it essentially. And I don't recall that part, but how do you not recall the, the one of the couples is like a like porn stars and they're like I haven't watched it recently. Okay, I like that movie a lot. I like the holiday. I like um, if we're talking OG, I like the Grinch, not the animated version, but the like cartoon version. It, that's only like maybe thirty minutes long, and I like Polar Express and Home Alone. All of those movies are good. What about you? Um, my favorites are Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. And Reese Witherspoon, that's a great one. The Holiday, obviously, because I did it. And then um, Love, Christmas with the Cranks, and Christmas Vacation, and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's an older movie, but it's very good. Okay. I feel and like Elf, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's honestly, though, I don't like, I like Elf. Like, I, I objectively think it's a good movie, but I, like, have actually zero desire to ever watch it again because I think I've seen it so many times. Like, it is the most overplayed movie of all time, even though it's a great movie. But it's just, like, I'm actually sick of it. And I probably haven't seen it in over a year, but it's just, like, I feel like I've seen it so much. But back to your holiday thing, I feel like you should tell people that, because I feel like a lot of people won't know that you did that. So explain. So I loved the holiday movie. I always have. I just, big fan of Jude Law. Um, but I... People were, like, doing, making videos saying, who wants to swap apartments with me? Like, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I have no life and no friends. Like, I should do that. And so I made a TikTok about it. Got a few million views. A girl DM'd me saying, I live in the town where it was filmed. I would love to switch with you. And I was like, okay. Like, I'm a pretty trusting person. We FaceTimed probably twice, under 10 minutes. DM'd back and forth for a month. I mean, texted back and forth for a month. And then... I flew to London. I we hung out, went out drinking for the night, grabbed dinner, chatted, super nice. Had a lot in common actually. I gave her my keys, she gave me hers. I took a train to her to her house and then she flew to New York and stayed in my apartment. Did it for 2 weeks, did a 2 week swap. It was great. I was like kind of my depression era at the time, so like I kind of got a wave of depression while I was there, but so I kind of just stayed at home and watched a lot of movies, but like I also did other things when I was there and I went to the bar where the movie was filmed. I had some drinks, I had karaoke. I did fun stuff. I had a great time and I've seen the girl I swapped with a few times like whenever I've been in London. Yeah, I just think that's so wild. And she like watched Frank for me. She stayed in my apartment. Then I came, I came back here. We had a day of New York stuff together and then we swapped keys and she went back and I obviously was home. That's, I mean, yeah, I that's so great and like so cool but you are like so trusting didn't you have somebody else watch frank as well when 
where'd we go when we went to Europe did you have somebody stay in your apartment and I like, sure did yeah like you you did essentially that again where you did like a and people people always give me shit for it but the thing is like I am trusting I will say that but like this girl that I had swapped with not swapped with but that watched Frank when you're in Europe she like did Rover and like I like saw her LinkedIn and I FaceTimed her like she yeah. was super like normal like I do my a decent amount of research yeah. like, it's not like crazy people and, like this girl had like multiple dogs like, and i do it f- so far in advance where i can like vet shit out yeah. you know and if i didn't have social media would i do it probably not but like i can like ruin your life essentially yeah. if it goes poorly no, and people not. trust me because like i'm on social media they can ruin my life if it goes poorly like yeah that's really valid that is so but no, i had a great experience and i was actually planning on doing it again last year but then i got busy and now like I have two dogs and I'm like home, but I, I get DMS all the time. Cause I'm always around this time of year. People see the video again and they try to swap with me and I, I, I want to do it again. It just, it's hard to coordinate now. I feel like it's also hard. Yeah. Like what? I mean, I guess you could bring Kevin with you, but it's like, what would you yeah. like? It's like giving like single holiday air. Like that was the whole point, yeah. but I don't know. We'll see. Never say never. Yeah. Maybe I should do it. Oh my God. That would be so. I'm not like that though. I don't enjoy traveling alone. I would go with you. Yeah. I I would I just wouldn't find that fun. Like I don't know, I I, I I'm like uh I feel like I would I, I would not go do things really, and then I would also be really bored sitting at home. I don't like traveling unless it's like a fun vacation. I don't know. Not that you couldn't have a fun vacation. That doesn't make any sense. But no, I get what you're saying. No, it's not your vibe. That's fair. Yeah. How many screenshots would you say you take on your phone a week? Um, probably like twenty. Do you ever go back and look at them? No, I feel like it's hard to organize them, so I never go back and look. Okay, so I had the same issue and recently started using an app called Pager because it makes sense of your screenshots. I used to save things by screenshotting and bookmarking across all different forms of social media. And I would always lose things, but now I can save everything in one place with Pager. So basically, if you see a TikTok recommending something you want to buy, you can screenshot it and Pager will automatically generate a bookmark page where you can either purchase it, find the best deal or organize it into a list. I know you're always screenshotting things when you're shopping, so it'd be super helpful for you. Oh my gosh, yeah, I just screenshot a pair of boots I want to buy. That's literally perfect. Gonna have to download it. If you guys also struggle with keeping your screenshots and bookmarks and everything organized, definitely check out Pager. We'll include a link to download it in our bio on Instagram, TikTok, and the description of this episode. And you can also download it in the App Store by searching Pager Screenshots or by going to www.pager.xyz. Um, we got a question and it's actually very interesting. We didn't talk about it beforehand, but someone asked, what's the appropriate amount of money to give your doorman for the holidays? See, okay, this is what's wild. It's like, I don't know. I feel really uncomfortable about that because I'm like, do you tip? Like, I don't know. I've never done it before. Yeah. Granted, I'd, I hadn't had a doorman until like this year. But. Yeah. Um, I only know because I asked Michael. Like, and he said, I think he said he gave his both, like, each doorman, like, it depends on how many you have. I have, like, but mine are never consistent. Like, almost every time I go down, it's, like, a different person that just, like, works in the building because it's, like, a huge. Yeah. I, think I think it depends on your, the bu- like, the building itself. Yeah. Um, and I think it also depends on, like, how much you make, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, what you think is, like. What did he say? How much? I think he gave, like, a couple, like, a $100 to each person. Okay, see, that's fair. But uh, my thing is, like. I feel so, I don't know why, I feel awkward giving it to them, like, walking up and, like, handing them money in a card or even anything. I feel like that's kind of weird. And also, I'm, like, I have, like, probably 8 to 12 different doormen because it's, like, they're always just on rotation and whatever. So then it's, like, what if they talk shit about me and they're, like, oh, she gave me money. Oh, she didn't give me any. And it's, like, how do I coordinate all of that and give it to all of them? Like, I don't know. My building last year, they, like, 
get like a newsletter type of thing like they put in the elevator like with everyone's like names and times they work so you could like give it okay because like mine's just not consistent i feel like but but i'd be i'd be curious what are your guys' thoughts like what have you done in the past Cause, like, i'm not super familiar with it because i this is like my first real doorman building in the city yeah i need to like there's like there's one doorman that's like he's clutch and i see him a lot and i really like him and he's always been really nice to me so i would like definitely give him like a You're saying like a lot we both are no, i'm just i'm just saying we need to both work on it we're both doing it a lot right now i yeah speaking of that i want to take um media training classes somebody was telling me to do that because I say like and um so much. I think our entire generation of girls for the most part does. And it, which is really odd. I don't know why. I feel like I do it because I don't like a pause when I speak. I, I, I want to have words coming out of my mouth 24-7. And when my thoughts aren't catching up to the speed of my words coming out of my mouth if that makes sense oh my god I just did if that makes sense I cannot stop doing that I'm always like looking for validation like does that make sense like is that okay like do you understand what I'm saying like girl just say it with your chest it makes perfect fucking sense but I'll add a lot of filler words in and add um and like which I need to stop doing I've been really conscious of it and trying but then when I don't think about it that's when I'll do it yeah I also need to work on saying like and um but more importantly need to work on enunciating but I have a serious speech problem like it's not a, like i make jokes about it a lot but it is actually very hard for me why i have a podcast with this information no idea um but like people will dm me all the time saying i have the same issue and people have said they've taken speech classes and it's helped but i've always been like this and i think like i got a little bit better when i was working my corporate job for like those six years like i, I was on the phone negotiating all day long so i had to speak clearly yeah and focus and like really work on it and now that i just talk to a camera i can like delete it and stuff i've gotten way worse at it and i find it's hard but i find you i know you're saying that you just have that problem and whatever but i think uh, half of the time for you it's just you not putting an effort in to not do it like i i know you sometimes like literally can't help it and like when you're filming an ad or something you like have a hard time but i feel like you it'll sometimes just be when you're like really like I notice when you're tired in the morning and giving less effort just in general, you will not work hard to enunciate. You know? Yeah, I'm definitely worse at it at certain times, but like, it's like, I I want it to be like known as an actual issue. Yeah. Like, it's not like it, me not trying. No, 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 yeah. Because like, even like when I'm, whether I'm filming, filming an ad or just talking in general, there are certain words I cannot pronounce no matter how I try and I have to like just change the word because I can't get the word to come out of my mouth correctly. And it's, like, a very frustrating thing for me. Like, it's not a fun thing that I enjoy or experiencing. But, like, I really am trying, which is why I'm taking classes. You also don't have a lot of, um, I don't know how to word this. Like, your your tone is always the same, if that makes I'm, sense. I'm very monotone. It doesn't, like, that's, I guess, the word. You're, you don't fluctuate, which is a good thing. Because sometimes I'm, like, so fucking loud. It's, like, up here and it really needs to be down here. You're always, like, right here. And it doesn't elevate in pitch at all either. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. It's just like interesting. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm working on it. Um, I have a question for you. I witnessed wit. <laughs> See, I, I do it again. <laughs> I witnessed Riz like in real life, like from an outside perspective this weekend. And I'm curious before I explain like what I think Riz is, what would work for you, Riz wise, like when you were out in the wild. I don't know. I feel like just. Have you ever had like a guy who's had good Riz? Yeah, I feel like funny banter, but I feel like I don't encounter it very often. 
I don't like or sometimes there'll be somebody with good riz, but they just are not attractive, and you're just like, oh, this sucks. Like you have a great personality, but a lot of times I feel like the guys who aren't as attractive have the better riz and the better banter and like better personalities because they have to compensate if that makes sense and the hot guys not always but a lot of times don't form a personality because they don't feel the need to because they have always just been able to get away with the bare minimum because they are attractive yeah if that makes oh my god i want to kill myself sorry (laughs) (laughs) i almost said if that makes sense i stopped myself um anyway what was your your riz experience it wasn't done to you up no no it wasn't it was one of kevin's friends and i was just I was genuinely shocked because I don't think I pay attention much. And I'm also normally pretty hammered when I'm out. But the other night I wasn't that drunk. And I was I was tipsy enough to where I was like analyzing things, but I wasn't like drunk drunk. And I watched like five different guys. Like one of Kevin's friends was the first person I saw him do it. And then I like just conversation wise and just like it, it's so much more of, like their movements and just how they approach things. I can't even explain it, but it was like they're just smooth. My brain was like how you see in a TV show, like they when they, they exit their body and like um like a whiteboard comes up and they're writing shit down. That's how I felt watching this happen, and it was just so impressive, like seeing it go from point A to point B to like someone approaching someone and getting their number. And I'm like, that's that was just crazy. Yeah. And every I watched like five other guys like go up to girls and like do this, and I was like, oh my gosh, like men are just such interesting people because they weren't saying anything of substance. They were just, like, letting them, like, talk and, like, be... I was, like, the bar is so low, I don't get why people are, like, oh, like, I can't... Like, my guy friends, like, I can't meet anybody. Why? Because all these guys were just been doing was was paying attention and listening. Yeah. I I find if you are a man in New York City that is beyond average, you are, like, a 10 out of 10. You are... It is so hard, I feel like, to find a decent man in New York it really is but I feel like the opposite there's an overwhelming amount of like amazing beautiful 10 out of 10 girls with like the best personalities everything going for them and I feel like there's just such a discrepancy in you know what I think it is I think it's because I see a TikTok every day multiple my for you page about like when be like New York's New York's dating scene sucks every guy's an asshole I got ghosted like explaining different things and I'm like I think the men are so bad that the bars become so low that like the women like we just need to band together like not I'm obviously dating Kevin but like as a whole need to band together and just like raise the standards because guys are just getting away with too much. It is. It's really, really crazy. Like I almost feel in New York and maybe this is more places, but when you go on a date, especially off of a dating app, your, your assumption, it should be, Oh, I'm looking to go on a date and see where this goes. And you know, if we vibe, we'll continue to go out and then eventually it'll turn into a relationship. That's like, I feel like a normal thought process. But in my mind, when I go out on a date, I'm like, okay, I don't, like, I'm almost working towards, am I ever going to even see this man again one more time? Like, I expect a date to, like, be, I, I never expect to go on more than two to three dates with one person that I meet off of a dating app. And I'm, like, shocked if it goes anywhere else. Like, actually mind boggled. And I feel like that's just how it is in New York, if that makes, oh my God, I almost did it again. That's like a shared experience, I feel like, though. Yeah. Like most like most people like I feel like have that experience with dating here cuz it's just hor- it's horrible. It's really 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 bad. I do not have good hopes 
for my single era. You're going to Miami this week. I am going to Miami. I hate Miami. I shouldn't say hate it. Um, I obviously had a bad experience. You can watch. It's my pinned video on TikTok if you want to know um, what happened. But then I went back for Tart. Had a trip there for Formula One. I went to that. And I had a good time. I was only there for like two days. But I did have a fine time. Um, it's Art Basel. So a lot of people are going to Miami. I've never gone and I've never wanted to. I'm not really that type of person, but Carly asked if I wanted to go and I was like, I'm single. Who gives a fuck? Like I should just do it for the plot and go. I have nothing to lose if it's not that. I mean, I'll have a good time with Carly obviously and it's, it'll be warm there. So it's like, who gives a shit, whatever. And it's um, our friend Rob's birthday also. So I think he's doing a dinner one night. So there'll be a lot of people there that I know and I'm whatever. It'll be fun. I love all of them. So I think I'll have a good time with them. I don't expect anything like, I don't know. I just am planning on getting super hammered in in the warmth for the entire weekend. And I think that'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What are you doing this weekend? My mom's actually coming to town. My mom comes tomorrow very last minute um my mother's actually never visited me in the city before or actually anywhere i've lived That's crazy. which is wild to think um but yeah it's, it would be her first time in new york while i've lived here it's it's sorry i just have to say it's really odd to think about people that are like long distance in your life whether it's your parents your friends from like high school or whatever that you're still very close with and you talk to all of the time and thinking because I've had apartments that I've lived in that I don't my parents might not have ever come came and visited me at or like my best friend Delaney that's my high school best friend she's like never seen it and it's like such a huge part of your life like an entire year of your life it's where you live for an entire year you're like oh my god like you've never even seen this place one time that's really weird you know yes it's hard to like grasp that concept but um it should be fun and she's meeting Kevin for the first time because she was in Alaska when Kevin was in Arizona last time. So he met my grandparents only. And it'll be your first time meeting my mom. Yeah, which is odd because I feel like I've met her because I've talked to her so many times on FaceTime and stuff. Yeah. You just met my parents or my mom for the first time maybe like this summer or something. And which was funny because obviously I feel like you'd also had yeah. met my mom before. So that it was we really- FaceTime both of our parents a decent amount. I feel like so we yeah. see back and forth. And I met your dad like the when he was here the time the before podcast, that yeah yeah, yeah. Favorite, favorite episode by the way <laughs> I, I i i'm so fascinated by the fbi that was like our most shared episode from the past year yeah from the rap which was so funny you guys asked for some funny drunk stories so we'll tell you one and I, we might have talked about this before i just don't really know um aruba when he went on the catamaran oh yeah yeah I, we went to aruba and it was supposed to be well, Jazz never agreed to this, but I was like, oh, I want it to be a detox. It was like in our really hard going out phase. And I was like, okay, detox week. Like, I'm not going to drink in Aruba at all. There's no point. It was like the middle of a week. I think we went from like a Monday to a Friday or something. So there was really not any days of like going out either. I mean, I'm sure there's somewhere you could go out, but I was we like, didn't we didn't. Um, but and I had maybe like one cocktail by the pool a day. Like we weren't drinking. Yeah. But then Jazz was like, no, 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 no. We went on the catamaran. We had a, this was an activity trip. We had a, a different activity planned every single day. This was our boat day. It was like a snorkeling catamaran, yeah. Yes, and it was pouring rain. Horrible. It was pretty cold. And it was so windy, and we're like in the water. Like it's, we're crashing. It's freezing. We're like shaking. It's so cold. And I'm like, 
I have to drink. I can't, I can't handle this experience without it. <laughs> no, it was like, you know, when tequila is your blanket, that was the energy we were needing. And then Jazz, I kind of was still like, no. But Jazz was like, please, like one day of drinking with my best friend in Aruba, you have to do it. And she's like making me feel bad. So I'm like, all right. And I was like, this already, the weather sucks. This is not a fun experience at all. So whatever, I'll fucking do it. And so and it was it was included. It was free. Yeah, it was. It was like an open bar. But when I'm telling you, the open bar was literally just the nastiest bottle of tequila and pineapple juice. That was like the most sugary shit on the planet. It was like straight sugar and like artificial flavoring. So we start ripping shots, obviously. With the bartender. He's doing them with us. Yes. And we're with our entire like cruises. It's just older people like like youngest people it's there. not a cruise also you're like making it, <laughs> it was it was a sailboat like i'm sorry it was a catamaran i just i love the word cruise I'm, yeah i'm a sailor i'm a voyager <laughs> like it's it's at my core it's who i am i am made to be a cruiser no i know that i'm just like yeah it was fully like a little sailboat it was not big and the the bar was not actually a bar it, yeah it was so small but we had a few shots and then we get to the first snorkeling destination and we're like Everyone's like 40 years old and everyone is like getting in the water snorkeling. And we are just taking your Instagram. We're taking thought photos on this fucking like net. And we're trying to make it look like the most bougie private catamaran experience. And it was like not that at all. <laughs> and we're making TikToks. Like we're just like not even like. And we're doing, hammered already. <laughs> not doing the snorkeling experience. And then Jazz is also screaming at me. You took, Jazz took photos of me on this net. And she's like, you look so beautiful. You look so skinny. You look amazing. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And then I'm taking them of her. She's like, I look horrible. You suck at taking photos. You're making me feel horrible. And I'm like. Let me just let me just clarify because I feel like if you know you know, I it was a I started my period the next day so I was yeah I just want to I want to clarify so I, my period started the next day so the day before the day we're taking these pictures was I was bloated I felt gigantic I hated myself like the day before your period feeling that you have oh, yeah. and so when I saw these pictures I was like I hate myself these are the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life like. The camera should be stricken from your hands. You should burn it, and I should just hide away in a hole. She's also, like, blaming the whole situation on me. Like, there was anything I could do. I'm like, you just, like, everybody you know, like, even though you, everybody gets body dysmorphia the day before their period or just, like, right before because I feel like you just feel bad about yourself so that it doesn't matter what you look like. You're going to think you look bad. But I didn't look really look in the mirror. I didn't really notice, and then I was like, your angles suck. Like you don't. Yeah. She's she's like she keeps being like, look at what I'm doing for you, and look what you're doing for me. Like, look how skinny you look. Why do I look like this? Make me look like this. <laughs> like it's possible. And the, all these people are just snorkeling in the water, like looking up at us while we're just fighting drunk on this catamaran. Oh my god. We're like we did not pay for a snorkeling in a show, but no. whatever. So we finished taking our pictures. We're like, you know what? Whatever. We're like we'll get in the water now. We put up on our our gear to get in the water. I'm like, oh no, like. We're done at this location. Like, like we're going to a different spot. There's no more snorkeling here. Like, oh, our bad. And we were like, that was short. Like, we weren't being rude to them. We were just sitting in our heads. We're like, that was short. They're like, we've been here for 45 minutes. Like, you have literally been taking photos for 45 minutes. And so then we're like, we'll get at the next spot. So we, it's a, a good ways to the next spot. So what else would we do with our time? We take more shots. We meet some people on the cruise. There's a video. I think I have it in my camera roll. I might insert it in a clip. Um, we're just like ripping them and then we get to the next spot and they're like oh there's this underwater what is it there was a sunken ship like a hundred feet down like it was very deep and you guys we were on the shore for the first stop we were like literally like the beach was two feet from right there it was like you could basically stand in the water of how shallow it was they now took us like 
30 minutes out to the deep, deep, deep of the ocean. Yeah. And we're like, oh, like, yeah, we'll get in. This water was so rough. So, and they were like, they were making announcements. No one else that had gotten in at the shallow part was getting in. We were the only people getting in. And they're like, only very experienced swimmers. I'm drunk as fuck. I'm like, I was a lifeguard for four years. I am, I was a swim coach. I, I can do this. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's kind of scary out there. Like, no, I was a lifeguard. Like, I could save you. I know. And so we're like, all right. We're like just feeding each other's delusions. We get in the water. We're in there maybe five seconds. Maybe. We're like, absolutely I'm not. like I'm choking on the water it's like going over my head I'm like oh my god I literally put my goggles on I see the ship barely like for two seconds I'm like all right that was good I'm gonna drown I'm not even kidding I have a full life vest on flippers and a snorkel and I'm going to drown right now <laughs> we have got to get we're, we're hammered we're obviously <laughs> so we get off of the like out of the water back on the boat and we're just like going back to where we originally were no it just falls asleep on there's it's not like there's comfortable cushions like anything it's it's a hard ass bench that's just like an outline of the um entire boat there's like this like plastic fucking bench jazz is dead asleep laying on the it. towel as my blanket and then we like, go back to the shore hallie wakes me up she's like sweetie we're here i'm like okay we get off the boat i'm like i haven't got to pee and the, we're if you've been to a river like the there's just like one like really one beach and like, yeah, one, like every hotel is like right there our hotels maybe a five minute walk like it's not far and i'm like no hallie i need to pee immediately and she's like fine whatever so i go to go pee in the ocean and i'm still hammered obviously and i did not know this at the time i didn't know this until i woke up like an hour a couple hours later but there was a group of there was a a group of it was it looked like a bunch of couples on this trip, but they were the, all of the guys from these couples were taking this photo on the beach like they're all on the beach and the wives are all taking the photos and jazz is behind them in the ocean. Like they're all like literally standing there with their arms around each other taking this photo. It's giving like reunion type. Yes. Vibes. And jazz is literally in the water behind them like bathing suit on like she yeah. whatever, but she's pissing and you can just tell that she's, <laughs> she's like standing there squatting. <laughs> but I want my full like bottom wasn't even in the water like i would it was just like my upper thighs were touched by water and i'm holding my i had my sweater on because i was cold so i'm holding my sweatshirt up while i'm like clearly peeing in the background of these photos and then she's she has her shoes on but she's like not keeping her because she's in the water so the shoes start floating up to the top and she's one by one like putting them back on her feet and then the next one will float up from the other foot and then she'll put it back on her foot and this is a process she does like five times and i'm like get the fuck out of the water and like it was so embarrassing we walk back to the hotel jazz knocks the fuck out but before that though there's a video of me snoring yeah she's snoring so hard and then i walk into the bathroom and she just left a bloody tampon in the toilet like we were just we got so close we were already we were already extremely close but yeah that was a fun experience for sure yeah that was and then and then you you wake up and you're like i'm fucking starving we're going we're going to um we're we're going to a restaurant and i'm like all right you put on the worst outfit i've ever seen in my life like she's still kind of drunk 
It's like literally giving like a Shein fucking top that's like not fitting your boobs and like a like these weird like black trousers, which I don't even know why you brought black trousers to Aruba. I don't think I knew what was in my And then she's also not wearing underwear because she forgot to bring underwear on the trip. It was a last minute trip. Like we decided I was like, do you want to go day drinking today? Like in New York. And she's like, no, I was like, okay, do you want to go to Aruba tomorrow? She's like, okay. I'm like, actually, yes, I do. But it was no, we had the best fucking trip. It was so fun. We need to do Aruba part two. But yeah, that was great. That was just and that was our only drinking day. Yeah, for sure. Because we were doing an activity every day we were there. Like we went fishing, spec riding. Yeah, we went uh, ATVing. Yeah. That was a great trip. Um, I for Jazz's birthday, I was like, fuck, like I was like, I was like get, getting her some stuff. I was like, oh, like I'll get her her favorite. Um, like ice cream and this and that, whatever. And then I was like, oh, I should get her a, a, a weed pen or whatever it is. I don't even know. Also, and so, but, and so I was like literally looking up like Spencer's. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get her one. But then I, I got like literally too scared to go. I was like, I, I was like, I don't know why it feels like illegal and wrong. I'm like, I'm going to get like in trouble for this. Like, I don't know why I was feeling the way. And then I was like, I'm so scared to walk in there. I have no idea. Imagine me like walking in like, do you guys have the orange thing? The orange jewel stick thing? <laughs> the one thing my friend always has is she's always like smoking and like high afterwards with. Yeah. And I was so scared. I was just like, oh my God. And I was like, I literally can't do it. Like it felt like buying drugs. Like I was like, this is wrong. Yeah, I get that. Well, I don't. But like, I yeah. get I get you getting that. Yeah. Wait, what's the first alcohol you ever bought? Like with like a fake idea or something like in, like, in a store? I remember actually the first time we ever decided we were all going to drink we I drove I whipped us up in my fucking minivan and my guy that I was like had been friends with forever he was kind of like a a bad kid and he was like he worked at this the sketchiest fucking gas station bodega kind of thing on the planet and the guy that owns it would sell it to underage kids if it was if you like went there or whatever so he was he this guy's like oh my god yeah you guys if you want just go he'll sell to you cool so I'm like okay great like because none of us had fake IDs none of us had anything we were just gonna walk in and buy it I I was like maybe 16 and so my one friend was she was always so tall and she looked a lot older she's like six foot two or something she's very very tall so she we were like you can probably get away with like looking maybe 21 or something so we like she puts on her like most push-up bra of push-up bra of all time we I whip us up like I'm the fucking getaway car like it to this bodega sketchy ass place literally not even like a year later someone was murdered there like just a shooting like in the parking lot yeah it was not a um cute place to go but so she walks in and she like grabs a bunch of four locos which that's already giving you're an underage kid like whatever but she grabs a bunch of four locos and goes to buy them and he goes he's like looking at her and he goes what's my name because you had to know his name to uh let him sell to you but this man who told me to go there did not tell me that part of it and so I'm like she's like I don't fucking know so then she's like freaking the fuck out and she like goes back to the car and she's like I don't know what to do so then we call him and then he's like oh my I fucking hate you guys so he drives to this place and then he just goes and gets all of it for us I was like you're clutch as fuck for that thank you I don't even think he made us pay for it and then we drove back to my house with all the four locos and it was like me and like six of my friends and we would drink them in I'm so sorry mom if you're listening to this we would drink them in my basement all the time 
and we did nothing. Like nobody was like leaving my house. Like we're all just drinking like four loco or two and kind of getting fucked up. One time we did give ourselves stick and poke tattoos, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> and, um, I think my parents just knew I was, I had such a good head on my shoulders that even if I was like doing something bad, they like knew I wasn't doing something that bad. I can't explain it. But so we would, I didn't want to go throw all the four loco cans away because I was really scared of that. So I would take all the four loco cans and put them in a corner in my basement. And then one, like imagine like, I, I think at some point they found them and it was like literally the most gigantic pile of four loco cans with just a blanket over it. And they were like, what the fuck? Like I probably looked like a literal alcoholic because it was from months of like whatever. And then I just like threw them all away. And um, then, yeah, the one time I gave myself a stick and poke tattoo, I'm pretty sure my parents like asked me about it and they were like, like, cause I had ordered it on Amazon. Imagine getting your fucking, fucking your tattooed needles and ink on Amazon. And I think my dad had confronted me about it and he's like, why did you order this? And I literally already had the tattoo. It's so small. It's so stupid. It's on my foot. But I was like, oh, for science class, we're tattooing bananas because it's supposed to like show like how human skin cells react. Like some bullshit, bullshit thing. And like my parents just fully believed me because I'm a very good liar. And then literally the the next weekend, I had gone to my friend's house um, and brought the tattoo needles and ink to do the stick and poke tattoos. One of my friends had given me the ink back and she did not screw the lid on. So I put it in my car the next day. It explodes all over my front seat and my, the seats are gray leather. So they're either stained with tattoo ink. And I was like, if my parents get in this car, I don't know how I'm going to explain it. Like, what do I say this was? Like, I don't know how to get away with this. And I'm like, fuck, crash the car five days later they never saw it and like I got away what with the it fuck? it was the best like so I never got in trouble for it because literally the cars like totaled and everything and like they were like oh it's from the airbags going off or like whatever like because when my parents went to see the car so I like never got in trouble for it and it was like so great and I was like thank god because I was so nervous about it. that's beautiful it was really beautiful it was like full circle as fuck yeah, yeah. anyway what was yours I bought four locos also and yeah, hundred percent. Like that shit was good too. It's a great time. I don't know how we all. That's like honestly, like I'm surprised any of us got COVID after drinking the four locos. Like our immune system should have been like hundred percent. Or do you ever have like jungle juice? Yeah, I'm sure everybody did. But like that shit was foul too. Everyone just sticking their hands with their cups. In yeah, and stuff. horrible, it's nasty. But also, I was like more like bring your own bottle type of gal. Like I would always bring a bottle of nine nine apples. I've or never had that. Don't. I wasn't going to play it. <laughs> zero, zero out of 10 recommend. But thanks for listening. Let us know what your first alcohol of choice was. Um, follow us on Instagram, Delusional Diaries Pod, TikTok, Delusional Diaries Podcast, and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube at Delusional Diaries Podcast and check us out for 12 days of giveaways on the Instagram. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.